if the path before you is clear, you're probably on someone else's. Carl Jung. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining me, welcome. Thanks for giving me a shot. You can subscribe to the podcast on all of the major social networks, including Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can also subscribe on all the podcast networks, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Amazon Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now for this limited time offer for my listeners at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. If the path before you is clear, you're probably on someone else's. Carl Jung. Carl Jung was a uh, famous psychologist, um, philosopher, many different things. <laughs> um, how confident are you on your current path toward what you want to become? So this this particular quote, as we unpack it and kind of think about and consider what our expectations are and where we're all heading, it's important to consider the the significance that comes into not knowing where you're going and, and to understand that that is part of the process. So there's this uh, really bizarre paradox that's part of reality that that really really bothers me and this is this is one of the things that i've been wrestling with quite a bit actually over the last few months and and it's we all have a vision of what we want to be or many of us have a vision of what we want to be and uh as we kind of head toward that vision you know we visualize where we want to be maybe in a week or a year or a month or five years or ten years as we head toward that vision, it becomes increasingly unclear how we're going to get there. Now, another thing we've talked about on the show is expectations. Now, expectations, at the root of expectations, is unhappiness. In, in most, well, I shouldn't say that. At the root of unmet expectations most unhappiness lies. So if we have really, really strict expectations for our life, we are kind of setting ourselves up for perpetual disappointment because life is so complex that we can't possibly anticipate every single outcome. And so this idea that if you have, if you are on a path and you feel like everything on your path is already ma mapped out for you. This is a pretty popular theme, by the way, in, in historical storytelling. You know, you, you think of the, the prince who's going to become the king or the princess who's going to become the queen. And their entire labs, lives are mapped out for them. And as they look forward, they are miserable because they feel like they're trapped. They're trapped in that that map 
of their lives. And this can happen to us as well. If, if other people in our lives are the arbiters of our route and our path, and we feel like we are being imposed upon in that path to follow it, then we can start to feel really trapped and suffocated because the, the, the freedom that comes with not knowing is a double-edged sword. You know, we, we, we want stability and consistency, or we think that we want stability and consistency, but then once we have it, we're miserable and bored. And there's a, there's a part of, of all of our personalities, and it's definitely part of my personality that really starts to come out in an ugly way. If my routine becomes so rigid that everything is already mapped out for me. And so we can do this to ourselves and other people can do it for us. So if you're the prince or the king, for example, I'm not saying you are a literal prince or king, but other people can have a tremendous amount of power over our path. You think of an overbearing parent, maybe, who really, really wants a, has a vision for where their child or children are going to be or go. And then they they basically impose upon them that path. And so what happens is, is we rebel against it. You know, we rebel against the stability we thought we wanted. So it, the reason it's a double-edged sword is because as we start to think about our lives in terms of where we're headed, if we don't know internally that we have freedom, to escape the rigidity of whatever that path may be, the freedom to change, then we kind of suffocate under the, the lack of novelty that comes with knowing everything already and the way it's going to play out. So the, there does need to be in our lives, I believe, an, an element of excitement and of the unknown. And the problem with the, with not knowing our path clearly is then we're constantly wondering what path we're on. <laughs> so this is that weird double-edged sword, that kind of paradox I was talking about is as we as our path becomes more clear to us, we can fall into this trap of boredom and the lack of excitement because, we, well, we already know what's going to happen. You know, think of a movie that you've seen over and over again. The first few times you see it, it may be exciting because you don't really know the journey that the person's going to be on. But then as you kind of settle into it, and you know the journey really, really well. The story can still be great, but it can it, it, it lacks the excitement. It lacks the spice and the variety in the, the. The magic of the unexpected. And while it's good to know. And it's comfortable to know what's going to happen next, it's also boring. So this is a this is kind of a sorry it's somewhat of a complex topic this morning. I'm I'm trying to reconcile it myself because I I frequently wrestle with the the opposite extremes of my personality and it's when I don't know what road I'm on I'm I'm complaining that I don't know what road I'm on and I'm frustrated at my lack of clarity. But then when I am on the road that I know I'm on, then I complain that I'm bored because well, everything's already mapped out for me. And so this 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 constant dissatisfaction that comes from knowing but not knowing 
well, knowing too much or knowing too little is I believe a normal, I think it's a normal part of the human condition. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm crazy, but, but at different stages of my life, um, unknowns were more exciting, you know, and, and I do believe as we get older and, and our lives become more stable, you know, hopefully we can pull ourselves together and, and make some stability out of our lives and the stability especially is important for a family, you know, if you've got kids, because kids thrive under stability. But now that I'm thinking about this, I, I, I mean, really kind of really deeply thinking about it. My current struggle is with the boredom that stability provides, because I can create that stability so that the people around me can thrive. But I myself do not thrive under stability. I need some level of excitement in the end of the unknown of what's going to happen, you know. And if I don't have some of that in my life, then I get incredibly restless. And so as with everything else on the show, you know, like the more you analyze something or the more you think about something, the more you realize that life is kind of about finding the balance between these two extremes, right? And if the path before you is clear, you're probably on somebody else's. I think what he's saying here is if it's so vividly clear and it's been presented to you at somebody else's, but we can also become so rigid in our expectations and in the route and path we want to take. We can become so safe. How about that? We can insulate ourselves from novelty and from change to the point where when we're on this path, we are miserable and unhappy. And so if we don't find that balance, if we don't have some stability, you know, maybe have one foot in our stability and then one foot in the unknown, you know, at all times of our life. And we don't find that kind of middle ground between those two extremes, then I think we are always susceptible to the risks that come with being too much in one or too much in the other. Like a person who's in too much stability has a life that is clearly, clearly mapped out. Everything is laid out and everything is part of a routine. And while that may be comfortable, it's not super exciting. But a person who has their entire lives in that world of the unknown, whether by their choosing or not, it's a life that is so chaotic and out of control that it can lead to almost madness because it's really hard to to do well when you're under a constant state of chaos, right? It's hard to plant roots. It's hard to be consistent. It's hard to have strength. Now, sometimes this can happen to us, right? We, could, we can have stability in our lives and then an element of, of chaos does introduce itself into our lives. So, we could have feet firmly into one and the other and things can be going well. And then suddenly somebody gets sick, like with a disease. Or you lose a job or you lose a loved one or so you get a divorce. You know, there's lots of things that can introduce this element of, of the unknown into our lives. And we're going to unpack that here in a little bit into how we deal with it. But first, it's that time. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Amazon Audible. If you're like me and you love reading but don't have the time, then Audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you. 
With Audible, listening is the new reading. You can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. And check this out because you listen to this show. For a limited time, you can get instant access to thousands of audiobooks from Audible's Premium Plus catalog completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of this free 30-day trial. That's right, for 30 days, you'll get full access to Audible's Premium Plus catalog, as well as an additional free title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks aren't for you, no problem. You can cancel instantly online. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life, and they may change yours too. Pause this podcast and head over to Audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org and sign up right now for this limited time offer for my listeners. So yeah, if we are too far into one or the other, or if if chaos gets introduced into our lives because life happens and we don't have control over all of the variables, two things happen, actually. First of all, it, it demolishes our, our expectations. So we are instantly disenfranchised or discouraged by a sudden change in our expectations. And then the second thing, one of those chaotic elements of a sickness or a job loss or a, a divorce or a breakup in a relationship the second element of that that becomes damaging is is the is the the chaos, right? Is the our lives routines get spiraled and spun completely out of control. So while we are coping with our unmet met expectations, which isn't always a fun process, now we also have to somehow as we are spinning around and around in circles grip onto something so that we have some stability during the spiral. And so it, it is hard and, and difficult to, to deal with these as they come. And the interesting thing about that, though, is as we kind of work through many of these life elements that kind of throw us into chaos and then we, we return back to order or we put the pieces back together, so to speak, we, we do become better at putting the pieces back together. You know, if we endure it. Nobody's going to do it perfectly. Nobody's going to navigate a, a marriage breakup or a, a relationship breakup or the death of a loved one or a sickness. Nobody's going to do that perfectly. But as we kind of cultivate the experience of, of, of working through those issues, we move forward a, a more complete and competent person. Now, where I genuinely struggle, and, and this is something where I think I'm running into this right now, is I've... I've created stability in my life. And at any moment, chaos could in, in enter, and I need to be aware of that. So I need to be grateful for the stability I've been able to cultivate. But the problem that I run into is that I get incredibly restless. And so the better job I do at stabilizing my life and creating a stable environment for my children to thrive, or my family to thrive, or my career to thrive, the better job I do at that, the more unhappy I become because I crave at least a degree of challenge and I do crave a degree of chaos at any given time. And so I, I need problems to solve and I need problems that challenge me because if I don't have that element of chaos, I get really bored really quickly. And the, the real, really bizarre thing about me is that I turn toward self-destructive behavior when I'm bored. I don't know if it's just me. I'm sure plenty of people do this. 
But that's where I'm most susceptible to things like um, drinking, you know, um, or uh, thinking that I'm depressed or thinking that I'm anxious. I start analyzing my emotions. So I literally am so bored. This is what I do for my, just do to myself. I don't know if this is good that I'm admitting this on camera, but I get, I get so bored and so restless that I manufacture new problems because my, my mind in, in this, I don't, I, I'm not saying this is a good thing, but this is just how my mind works. It's what I've discovered. And, and it's actually good that I'm doing this video this morning because it is something I've been, I go through seasons of this, but it's something I've been wrestling with lately is I, 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 I need something to challenge me. Otherwise, I will get so restless and bored that I will manufacture problems in my own life. And I guess culturally, this might be something that we all do as well. You know, when, when life becomes so solid and stable, you know, we tend to manufacture new reasons to complain and argue because I do think that human beings to a point are designed to overcome something. And so if life is really, really good and stable, we find ourselves in this, this period of what's the point? You know, why am I even here if everything's fine and stable? Not realizing that the reason the stability is there because of you. So you kind of become your own worst enemy. But also it's like, well, what's the point of having a complex mind or a, a sharpened mind if it's not being used for anything? It's like you become a, a tool designed for a purpose with nothing to fulfill that purpose. So naturally you get restless. And so um, what I always am in a possible, um, I am always in a perpetual state of is making sure that I am doing something in my life that is challenging me. And I think this is really where I've fallen short over the past couple of months is that I've I've fallen into a routine in which it's very stable and it, and I know what's coming next most of the time and while that makes me incredibly efficient and effective at what it is that I'm doing it strips away the novelty and the challenge uh another interesting thing on this point is I'm on episode 75 right now of this podcast when I first started the podcast, I had the most fun. And that's when I was most challenged. But then as I was working through the challenges, it's in my, it's in my nature to to streamline the process and, and refine it and make it easier. And so now that I've made the process incredibly easy, it's actually harder for me to do it now that it's easy than it was when it was hard. How does that make sense, right? It's like you you mastered the process and that was your goal to master the process so that you can make it easier on yourself so that you could do it more. But now that it's so easy, you don't want to do it as much. So incredibly bizarre. And I think we do this in many. Well, I know I do this in many areas of my life. And so this. Um, this is a hard thing to balance, I think. You know, um. It's hard because you do need stability in your life. You need consistency. We can't perpetually chase novelty because then we won't plant roots anywhere. You know, it, if we take that on the relationship aspect, right? Let's, let's say 
I think relationships are a perfect example of this because most people struggle with novelty in relationships because you get addicted to the romance stage, right? So the very first intoxicating stage of a relationship is a lot of fun and it's exciting because you don't know what's going to happen and you don't know what's going to happen next and you don't know everything about this person. So you're constantly unraveling new mysteries and you're making new boundaries and pursuing new things together and, and everything's new. Everything has a, there's a ton of firsts. The first kiss, the first date, the first night out, the first, you know, the first everything. There's just tons of firsts. And this is exciting. And so there's that element of chaos that makes it exciting. Well, the problem is, is there there are benefits to the, as a relation stabilize, a relationship stabilizes. You know, as you, as you, I'm 15 years married as of the making this video, by the way. As the relationship begins to stabilize in the first three months, then six months, then a year, then two years. And they say that the first seven years of marriage are the hardest. And I, I would agree with that because, first of all, you're you're dealing with all the elements of chaos of, of meeting a new person. But the problem is, is you kind of go to both extremes. You you instantly go from this chaotic whirlwind of excitement and, and romance, right? to the complete opposite of, I know everything about this person. And then once that starts to settle in, then you're like, I know everything about this person. Then that happens, right? And so the, the romance and excitement and chaos as it stabilizes and you start to, to, to kind of settle into a routine with that person and you start to match up with their expectations and they start to match up with yours and you have less and less fights, it gets less and less exciting. And then you start to wonder, it's like, well, why is the excitement gone? It's like, well, no, that's that's a good thing, right? You've stabilized and you've planted roots into the relationship. So the reason this is a good thing, and this is really where I think we fall into this trap, is that stability allows for the relationship to be successful in many different areas. Because stability, the good thing about stability is trust, right? So once you've established trust, in a foundation of, of appreciation for each other, then different parts of that relationship can start to thrive. So uh, when you have a relationship built on trust, you can start considering things like moving in together, getting married, having children, things that a, a relationship that isn't stable would never get to enjoy or at least enjoy well. You can start actually introducing, ooh, this is a good way to look at it. You can start introducing elements of chaos into the relationship because the stability of the relationship can not only endure that chaos, but it can grow more from that chaos. So a child is an element of chaos. Marriage is an element of chaos. You know, getting married introduces a whole new level and complexity to a relationship and it challenges the relationship in a whole new way in a whole new dynamic forces you to come to terms with each other's in-laws and the other family members and planning a huge party together and meeting each other's expectations in a very very big way you know how are you going to pay for it where are the finances are going to come from and so it, entered, it like you can you can if you have stability you can voluntarily inject chaos into it obviously, hopefully mutually in a relationship aspect so that you can grow deeper and deeper. And 
then life may happen and it's one of you may get sick one of you may lose a loved one and so hopefully you've stabilized your relationship to the point of absorbing and growing deeper roots as life happens does that make sense i hope i'm making sense there and that's one of the benefits now the trap is is if you get addicted to this novelty thing and this excitement thing in other words one type of chaos well, then you never will plant roots in a relationship. So if, you, if, if you're if you on the relationship side and you're always in that state of excitement and you, you demand that same type of excitement all the time, then as the relationship stabilizes, which it naturally will, and you begin to trust each other and know each other, you're going to get bored. And as you get bored and you crave only a specific type of excitement, you're going to start to think, well, with this relationship, obviously, I don't love them anymore. And this is the trap millions of people fall into. Or this nice little app you have will send you a notification and tell you it's like, yeah, your relationship might be going pretty good right now. But what about bing? What about this person? And then it's like an invitation back into the chaos that you love so much. And. Wow, I would say even doubly the, the temptation there is worse because it's a, it's the chaos that you know. So it's almost like safe chaos. Ooh. That's interesting. And that kind of goes back to that quote, it's like better to be with the devil you know than the devil you don't. And so let's say your long-term relationship is becoming unstable and you're not quite sure how to put those pieces back together. And then that notification comes on your phone and it invites you to the excitement and the chaos. But it's like, no, I know that excitement and chaos. It's exciting. I know I know that better. And so that's a temptation, right, to, to abandon your existing new challenges and jumping into a, a challenge that is safer. And that's a trap because if you go back, it, you're going backward. You're re it's only a matter of time before that new relationship cultivates the same chaos you're not used to. And then once again, bing, you'll get the notification and you hop right back into it. Wow. It's amazing what we do to ourselves. You know, if we're not aware of ourselves, like everything is potentially a trap and our emotions can become incredibly confusing. And so it's really important to journal and to have self-talk and to have a prayer life and to have a dialogue with people that you know and trust and to work through these emotions that are incredibly confusing so that we can really kind of come to terms with what our expectations are, what path we want to be on, to understand that there's seasons we're going to go through. You know, there's in my marriage of 15 years, we've gone through seasons. We've gone through exciting seasons and then boring seasons and then what you would call like just a desert right and then we've gone through chaotic seasons um and then we've gone back to good seasons and it's like life is like the four seasons of life you know it's in reality is that way too it's sometimes it's cold and bitter sometimes it's warm and nice sometimes it's rainy sometimes it's Warm in the morning and raining in the afternoon and snowing in the evening. That's, that's by the way, I live in northern Indiana. Sometimes it's all of those things. And so, 
So if we don't come to terms with the reality that life is compromised of these seasons, and sometimes there are seasons in which stability is the most important thing. And I would say in my current season of life, it is because I'm, I have to create stability for my kids because they're really young and stability is incredibly important for growth, you know? And so while it may be boring for me, it's not really about me right now. And what I need to make sure that I'm doing, and I've learned kind of from this video this morning, is that I need to introduce some elements of chaos into my life. I have to seek out some challenges, but challenges that are maybe learning a new skill or, you know, just something, anything, anything that keeps my mind on something constructive. Like I said, because I'll turn that inward and I'll be, become self-destructive if I don't. But that's just me. I don't know who you who you are. I don't know how you deal with your current life situation. But yeah, yeah this, was a, this was a fun episode. I, I Honestly, I read it and I was like, what am I going to talk about here? But that's kind of the fun thing about this, this self-dialogue is it, it's exploratory. It is exciting. I don't really know. I don't know what path it's going to be on. It's not clear. <laughs> so... Thank you for stopping by. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I've been your host, Craig Chamberlain. Before you go, please like, share, and subscribe on your favorite social network. That helps feed the algorithms. That little like button helps the show get recommended to other people. So make sure you do that before you go. Also, if you're on a podcast network, make sure you subscribe and leave a review, hopefully a five-star one. Um, that helps the show get recommended as well. It helps us show up in like the featured or the new and whatever you know it helps us get featured on it this show is brought to you by audible where listening is the new reading get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org that's a-u-d-i-b-l-e dot wisdomworthknowing.org take advantage of this free limited time offer and today if the path before you is clear you're probably on someone else's carl Jung. So let's work on being the best version of ourselves we can for today, because as always, that is all we can do. Have a good day.